This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening or watching the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society, down on the docks, other side of the track. Speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. I'm on here with, of course, Hanno and Edmonds. What's up, Hanno? Hey, man. How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Besides all the uh, little technical glitches we kind of ran into. We had a nice little test earlier, but uh, we're getting it done here in the uh, the wee hours of uh, the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we got to figure it out. Thank you for that color commentary there. That was very in-depth. Uh, so, well, let's just call it. We're just going to call it. We don't have pitch calm in our ears. Uh, we're just going to call the plays as we go. We're going to call the pitches as we go, I should say. Um, if this was a wrestling match, we're calling it in the ring, brother. Um, so, the Mariners have played, what, a handful of games at this point? Um here in the uh, Cactus League. What are the biggest takeaways? What are the most polarizing stories now, uh, you know, four or five games into it? Um, I mean, a few things. I've counted a couple games. Uh, Root broadcasted one. I think it was the second game of the spring training Cactus League. Uh, the first game got replayed on MLB Network. I watched that. And then today was also, on Monday, was also broadcast with the uh, Chicago Cubs broadcast on MLB Network, and I caught some of that. Uh, a few of the things, um, offen- or defensively, um, in one of the games, Evan White looked pretty good at first base, made a couple of nice diving plays. That was good to see because of his health last year. Um, he had that hernia and as well as that core injury. So it was good to see that um, it appears that that's not affecting him. So that's the first thing I noticed. Um, I mean, Evan White, defensively, it's good to see that he's back, you know, making diving plays, turning, throwing, because that's his strong point. I mean, he's so good at defense that it sticks out to you. You know, you don't have to go and like watch him and go, you know what? This guy's really smooth. If you watch him, he's, it's like, it's, it's on display all the time. You know, he's a guy who saves you runs and can, uh, you know, get double plays that maybe are going to turn into singles. So I see the way that he can help you, you know, in a game. We love to get that back going though. Right. 
Yeah, speaking of the bat, I mean, that's the big question. He hasn't played in a few years. I believe he only played about 30 games last year in Tacoma, and that's about 30 in the last two years with injuries and and COVID and all that kind of stuff. But he did get the bat going in game four. He had a solo home run, so that was nice to see. Uh, anything positive out of him and his bat is definitely um, something to keep an eye on him. I mean, still to me, it's a numbers game. We still have four bench players. Will he be one of them? The, one of the last guys may, on the lineup? Uh, for me, it's hard to say. I would probably go with, they would probably go with him down in Tacoma since he hasn't played too many games. But Jerry's even mentioned it in some of his interviews the last couple of weeks that he's a guy that he can see at some point this year coming up and helping the Mariners club. Yeah, and I think that's a good plan. I think that's, Extended work at the plate is really the, the difference, right? I mean, like, you bring him up, opening roster, maybe he's not playing every day, and then you're getting thrown in there, you know, against some really tough lefties because you're going to be, you know, batting him against lefties and maybe doesn't get off to a hot start and I could really, you know, mess with you the rest of the year, maybe get him down there, get some confidence going. Again, playing every day, getting four at bats, you know, maybe sometimes five at bats a game, a situation where they could bat him at the top of the order just to get him those ABs and then kind of see what happens from there. Because if this guy can end up hitting and not hurting you on the offensive end, like I said, he saves you, you know, big, keeps you away from big innings, you know, can turn a, uh, you know, bases loaded liner into a double play, you know, and then we're two outs then you can play a matchup game and get yourself out of that you know beginning with the depth in the bullpen so you know it's kind of we're you know we're hypothetically talking about evan white you know being in a mariners lineup on a regular basis but if you know he could hit why wouldn't you have him out in the field as much as you possibly could get ready to play hardball in the kingdom take me to the ball game i want to see the ants Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Going to pitching, what I saw, um, Robbie Ray, I think, started game one or two. Yeah, uh, one of the first two games. I can't remember. My can't remember correctly, but he uh, looked okay. Nothing spectacular. First tax league start. Uh, it was mentioned that he's picked up a pitch here lately or in the off season where he's going to be working on a split finger. So that'll be interesting to see how that progresses through. Uh, flexing through Monday's game against the uh, White Sox. Um, he's a name, you know, that you know, it was going to be possibly a bullpen guy. It sounded like Jerry's already kind of penciled in Marco, possibly a trade chip. Uh, there's been a few articles you want to check out uh, that talked with Flexen today saying how it is on his mind that he's been in trade rumors. It's hard not to be thinking about it. But um, anyway, like I said, he pitched today, pitched a couple scoreless innings, looked fine. Um, in the in the game on Root Sports, uh, Marco started that game. He struggled. Um, typical Marco, if you know, if he's not hitting his spots, he gets crushed. Uh, he is another guy that apparently has picked up a new pitch. Um, 
which is a slider. He mentioned he was interviewed after his start with uh, with uh, Simsy and Blow, and he talked about how he threw it and he was happy with it. You know, it was just kind of the first outing for him, and he was trying some things, but his location wasn't there. So that's what I've kind of noticed from our starters that are the big names. Uh, Castillo will start um, Tuesday for his first Cactus League start against Cleveland. So that's kind of what I've seen out of our starters so far. Yeah, I mean, Marco giving up the home run in the second inning just made a lot of the Mariners fans freak the fuck out. I mean, it's it's spring training, but yeah, if he's not hitting his spots, you know, it's getting crushed. In fact, on the on one of the threads or one of the pages, I should say, or groups, um, real Seattle Mariners fan, which is a Facebook uh, group when it's administered by Ryan DeVault, um, there's an actual posting that I'm looking at. It says Marco Gonzalez complaint thread. It says, we don't need continuous new threads about Marco Gonzalez. Here is the one place for those complaints. If you need to make them, it will be pinned at the top. So there were so many outbursts in this group that they're like, let's just get it on one. Um, but I mean, I would say overreaction if anybody's freaking out after the first game. I mean, if this keeps remaining to be a pattern, you know, two and two to three weeks, then, you know, we could stop talking about the haircut and the um, healthy eating he's doing because um, it's not working. Yeah, exactly. And then far as far as our relievers, yeah, there's been a couple guys that stood out. Um, I watched Brash pitch, um, Matt Brash, you know, first time out. <laughs> He was a little, he was a little wild uh, stuff looked good, but you expect that, you know, it was kind of the same brash that I saw in the beginning of the year after they moved into the bullpen. And later on in the year, I had no concerns with him uh, locating and hitting his spots. He's going to be a guy, obviously we're going to look to be in those high leverage late inning situations, but early on in the year, last year, I didn't have the confidence in him. And so far in the first you know, spring training outing, I would say the same, but it's early. It's not a critique. It's just what I saw. And then the big story uh, in that first game was this new guy, uh, Prelander Baroja, big, big kid, uh, right-hander. He faced the Padres um, and he looked great. I mean, he made a, uh, Alexander Beauregard's look really silly with a slider and really fooled um, Nelson Cruz at one point. So he's been a little bit of a talk at camp. So that's a guy I would suggest, yeah. you know, just kind of keep your eye out, you know, throughout this spring. He pitched against some of his uh, heroes from the Dominican Republic all in a row and yeah. handled them. Uh, yeah, it says uh, it was in the third inning, Burroughs faced Bogarts, Machado, Juan Soto, and Service. You know, I mean, yeah, to game one and spring training, but yeah. not to him. I was actually reading the NBC Sports uh, Bay Area um, and then talking about how this was an awful trade by the uh, Giants for the to the Mariners for Donovan Walton. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a, quite a fleece. It could be up there with the Mariners, you know, getting Matt Brash back in the day a few years prior from the Padres it could be the same thing all over again with us getting bro for uh Donovan Walton yeah I mean it's he's looking I mean he's making a lot of noise here in spring and he's young he's big I mean he's he might be the real deal and they still want to um you know bring him up 
and groom him as a starter. So another guy you might not see start with the team um, that, you know, you're like, well, why wouldn't you have him in the bullpen? I mean, I think it's kind of like he's in that situation Brash was last year where he's still a starter, but maybe he get uh, put into the bullpen. He could definitely be a surprise bullpen guy for sure. Um, you know, there's never – we don't really have room – or I shouldn't say we have room, but, you know, they kind of got guys penciled in with Marco at five. Maybe someone could beat him out, you know, maybe Miller, maybe this guy uh broa but he looks to me like he would be a great middle inning guy late inning guy um if if things don't work out with the arms that they kind of feel that they're going to take north with him this year but he's just a he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on and and check out you know when the mariner games are on Hi, this is Tom Pachorka of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Be the first in your neighborhood to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No funny nose glasses. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. That I see up here here, uh, quite a bit is when uh, Julio... What happened? He ran into the wall, knocked the wind out of himself. Yeah, that happened today. Um, luckily, I mean, it probably scared all Mariner fans and probably Scott Service, you know, knowing that he's going to be going to the WBC in a week, you know, playing full speed like he played today. <laughs> but yeah, he went into the wall, made the catch, uh, but he stayed in the game, knocked the wind out of himself. So, uh, yeah. Little, little bit of a skip the heart beat, but he was okay. I'm glad I wasn't watching or paying attention today. Like, just right now before we were going to record, I was like, what happened? Um, Yeah. It kind of like, I'm still have triggered feelings from when Kyle Lewis ran into the wall. You know? So, uh, don't like seeing any of that. And if you want to even get more triggered, Griffey running into the wall. Right? Yeah, you don't want to see any of your guys going into the wall in spring training in the first four games or first week or any time during spring training. But yeah, luckily it was not that big of a deal. Um, Since we're talking about outfielders, Julio, he's gotten a couple hits. I've seen a couple nice line drives, one in the five, six hole to left field and one up the middle today, as well as... uh, First game of the Cactus League, it was nice to see Teoscar Hernandez uh, hit a laser in the left field. Um, he was then supposed to play, I think it was the Sunday game, but he got scratched. I could be wrong. That might be the second game uh, with some back tightness. So, I mean, it's early on, but it's still concerning since he, you know, was out last year. You mentioned with that oblique, but it's early. And then the other outfielder, Jared Kelnick, uh, he's, he made a nice running play in that first game deep into the corner in left field uh kind of tripped as he hit the edge of the warning track but kept his balance and made a catch you know in that high sky in Arizona so it wasn't an easy catch but and then he's hit a couple homers I know it's early and we talked about him last time on one of our last episodes and you know we wanted to do well but it all comes down to uh what he can do in spring in the regular season, but it's nice to see him get off to a hot start. And besides hitting a couple of nice home runs, I mean, he's barreled up quite a few balls 
even in his outs this spring that I've seen. So that's nice to see. Yeah, and both of his home runs were crushes. Uh, yeah, they, they they were no doubters. They were no doubters. Um, I wish it was on a day where they had better camera work, but you get the the noise sound good. Um, of course, that's just going to be a conversation of uh contention uh you know what i mean it's still, oh, absolutely it's still one of these like look i'm going on here it says kelnick is a superstar taste it haters uh the first person says i'd like some of the drugs you're on um let's see we have two home runs by jared today looks good at the plate maybe this is the beginning i hope uh but also, somebody says, let's hope, but I have two words, spring training. Um, another person. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get off his back. He's Mr. February. Let's just relax. <laughs> he's Mr. February. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's off to a good start. I think that's important to him. And, uh, you know, knowing that he's pretty much penciled in there for having a job unless something just terrible happens at spring training. Here's another one. Uh, happy to see Kelnick's getting off to a fast and powerful start. This is a good sign. He's going to have a breakout year and silence all the naysayers. Yeah, it's early. What I, you know, besides the home runs, I like to watch to see how he takes a pitch, you know, um, how he swings and misses at a pitch. I mean, that's all key into the development of how you're seeing it, what you're seeing. Um, if you swing and miss, I mean, are you off are you off balance and your timing's off? Are you right there? You're just missing it? I mean, that all comes into it. And from what I've seen, it looks pretty solid. And like I mentioned, even in his outs, they've been hard barreled up hits that have been outs. He, he hit one to right uh, today. I saw him hit one down the third baseline to the third baseman. He didn't get doubled off on a double play, but it was all barrel. So uh, that's positive. I mean, as you know, at some points last year, he looked really fooled on a lot of pitches yeah fooled and uh beating the shit out of himself you know yeah i mean i heard uh after that two home run game he got interviewed and he just said that yeah it was a nice game but what i'm happy about is i'm uh i'm winning or i don't know what the, he said but it was to the effect of i'm winning on cert on every pitch or i'm i'm understanding what every pitch is so um that sounds mentally positive you know for him other than you know getting too high or too low on what happens during the game or each at bat and you know as far as all the players and what they've done over the last couple of days or a few days opening up or what some of the stories we're following um have all been overshadowed by uh, the uh, pitch clock. <laughs> so why don't, yeah. why don't you bring everybody up to speed that doesn't know what's kind of going on here? Yeah, the pitch clock uh, is part of the game now. Um, it's very interesting. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, I know on the root broadcast, you could see the pitch clock from the center field camera. Um, I was told that that won't be the case in the major league ballparks. It'll be more off to the side, so you won't see it at all. I noticed on the broadcast today, I was watching the Cubs or the White Sox. They, you couldn't see it. 
on the camera, but they had up where the uh, scoreboard was in the left-hand corner. They had a little clock so you could follow along. Um, you know, I just think it's it's not that big of a deal. I mean, sure, there's been balls called. Yeah, there was a game that ended on it, but they're just, you know, going really hardcore to get the guys used to it. I, I don't think it's going to be a uh, major issue going forward after spring training or definitely not after the all-star break you know maybe there might be a couple things but it's not there could be some tweaks to it i think that could help too you know there needs to be some tweaks to it it's it's too much too fast for me um baseball is a game of you know strategy Um, there's there are moments where the game can be sped up for sure um but i know it's curving off a half an hour already so everybody's going to be loving that that wanted this uh what sucks is those dramatic moments as a fan watching you know where the guys are stepping off and pick off moves at those t- points in the game i think that's what gives to you know the drama of baseball and again i said it's strategy but but um, I feel like, okay, fine. We could speed some things up. I feel like 15 seconds is too fast. And I feel like 20 seconds is too fast with somebody on base. I did, And I'm not saying you got to get rid of it because they want to try it. But why not 20 and 25? Um, as far as what is it to get the guy into the cir- batting circle? Or is it the batter's box? Is it just inside the lines? Uh, I think it's like eight seconds where they get a ball or a strike. I mean, they get a strike called on them. But what if that's just 10 seconds? I could see 10 seconds. I'm just talking about a couple seconds and five seconds on the pitching. And, um, you know, as far as throwing over to first, I get it. You can only throw over twice, and it feels like, oh, that's advantage to a runner. Um, But they do have the opportunity to throw over again and if they get them they're out and if they don't they get second base but i would assume runners are going to take bigger leads after the the two throwovers so maybe the chances obviously or i would think the the chances of picking somebody off goes up so that kind of evens itself out i get that the the batters not getting in the box and the pitch uh, clock kind of balance each other out where you're going to see it happen here or there. But I just think it's affecting the game too quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. I could go with another five seconds, both ways to me, you know, that from what I've watched, a guy is able to step out of the box, kind of collect himself, adjust his batting gloves. He has seven seconds to do that. Then he's got to be back in the box and looking at the pitcher with eight to go. Um, yeah, that's kind of quick, you know, for instance, let's say a guy gets, uh, you know, a Logan Gilbert, 95 mile an hour fastball buzzed up and in, you know, you might feel like you need to take a few extra seconds to, you know, gather yourself after that happens, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 not too disappointed so far. I guess the one thing I don't like is the two pitches over. I don't like where there's a set thing. 
Um, I wish it, that that wasn't a rule because then that can dictate what can happen. Sure, very rarely a guy might get thrown over three times in a row, you know, but it's been many years and it hasn't been Vince Coleman or Ricky Henderson or somebody like that where you know that's a, a definitely a base stealing threat. But I just don't like that part of the rule. I think that's not taking too much time out of a game for for a player to do that but that's just my opinion so I, I i would like to see that go away yeah and i but i can't i just can't with this game that ended with it the other day but i understand it's spring training game so you don't go into extra innings but you know the bottom of the ninth it was a tie game bases loaded right full count right the dream scenario as jeff Passon said and uh What's this guy's name? Cal Conley didn't get into the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. Umpire calls automatic strike at bat over inning over. I understand that. Maybe they could do something with not have it in the ninth inning, but I'm telling you that is not going to happen. They're being, I mean, I can see the umpires in a few games I've said or seen, excuse me, where it's about 10 seconds and the guy's, um, out of the batter's box and the umpire's trying to help him along saying, hurry up, you know, you can kind of see that. Um, but that's not going to happen. It's not, in my opinion, they're going to have it figured out. They're going to know by then. I mean, if it's like any rule, you got to get used to it. And if they're not used to it yet, sure. They, they got to be strict to get this in these guys' head. So it gets them out of what their muscle memory is. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, I, I think it's really valuable to either see if the rules bullshit or see if it can be implemented in, you know, five weeks of baseball that don't count uh, where you see other leagues have these rule changes like football, for example, they'll change a bunch of rules and then your stars and your starters in the leagues don't even play in games in the preseason with the new rules. And then you start seeing that oh, this rule sucks. They don't do anything about it. It it stays where I feel like MLB has kind of rolled with the punches and made changes, you know, throughout the season. Remember, there was the sticky glove stuff. Uh, they've, you know, played around with this uh, ghost runner. It's, uh, it's here. It's back. It's gone. It's back. So I do feel like, you know, Manfred and uh, the office does kind of adapt to the game. So maybe if one of these rule, new rules just seems like it's really hindering the spirit of the game or the flow of the game negatively, you know, overall with, you know, the reception from the fans and, of course, the players and the organizations, you know, I could see something change. Yeah. If that's the case. I, I agree. I mean, I do know that I heard today the way it works is Major League Baseball, meaning Manford, can go up to the Players Association and say, hey, do we want to do this? And then they can agree on it. But there is something, the collective bargaining agreement, I don't remember what was said, but if Manford wants to make a change, he can make that change, but there's a waiting period. So that was collectively bargained at, you know, during their contract. So if the players don't want to do it, but Manford does, he can say, I want this rule, and then they have to wait whatever six months till next year i don't know remember what it was but that's the way it's written in the rules um besides besides the rules i mean there's a lot of the things they're going to the games have been you know two hours and 
two and a half hours. Um, I've seen a couple that have gotten to three hours, but most of them haven't. They've chopped off anywhere from, I think the average is about 20 to 25 minutes. I mean, that's going to hurt, uh, hurt the beer sales. Yeah. Well, I think what will happen is they'll just jack the prices up, you know, but yeah, it's, it's quick. Or what if you're running late to the game, you know, to down here in Southern California, these, these angels games, they start at six 37. Cause that's a great time to start baseball. Uh, but you know, sometimes if you're coming from this part of LA to orange, go down to orange County, you might not get to a game until seven thirty, and now it's going to be in the fifth inning, you know, fourth inning. I, I just, I feel like, uh, baseball. Yeah. They might have three hour games, but I mean, NFL on a, any given Sunday, three hour game. Uh, you can watch some three hour games in the, in the, um, two and a half hour, but three hour basketball games in the playoffs. Uh, you know, any of these sports that stop games and watch instant replays frequently are going to run longer. And, you know, look, that 18 inning game between the Mariners and the Astros last year in the playoffs, there was no runs in it. Uh, but it did go 18 innings, but it was also one of the more exciting games celebrated by, you know, baseball fans. So I don't know. I just, I feel like it also too, I want to say it makes you feel like the commercial, you're getting more commercials. I was going to say you're getting less, but it's just, everything's getting packed into you fast. Like there's not enough game before you're into commercials. I don't, I just don't, I'm not saying again, do not have some sort of, you know, reasonable amount of time. I don't like, like, Hey, we're playing a, a no huddle game here. I don't know. No, I, 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 no, I hear what you're saying. Um, they got to find the happy medium. Um, yeah, it's it, maybe it is a little rushed. I, where, where I noticed that it's rushed is, you know, I mean, to me, watching a baseball game is relaxing, kind of, you know, sit back in the rocking chair, just kind of enjoy it, hear the, I enjoy hearing the announcers tell stories, you know, I mean, they really don't have a chance to do that much anymore. I mean, uh, you got, um, and another thing is, is uh, what, what about these pitchers, you know, they're throwing as hard as they can a lot quicker without, could that, could you see some arm trouble coming up that might not be, you know, something that would normally happen because of this. It's hard to say. Well, yeah, our boy AG uh, <laughs> text us. Uh, yes, the, the the DH of the of the show, the designated hater. Um, he was saying that pitchers and uh, hitters are going to be out of breath, right? He said that that he could see people being out of condition, uh, not doing well in this, in this, which I think is a bit of a stretch for, um, the hitters, but absolutely, the there's the no, there's no way you should be out of breath as a hitter ever. No, I mean, like Bartolo Colon might've had a problem with this, right. But <laughs> you know, or, uh, what's the other guy's name? That the big guy, the, the, the guy, uh, the guy that Steinbrenner called a toad. Oh yeah, Hideki uh, Rabu. Rabu, they might they might have had Chris Bazio. He might have been out there having a 
having David Wells, you know. Um, I mean, to me, I, if let's say Kaz Sasaki was pitching, he still would be sweating his ass off like he did back in the oh, day, yeah. as he as he would, you know, in today's game, in my opinion. You know, we have not seen uh, we have we have not seen Diego Castillo yet on the mound, have we? No, he did pitch. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, it was very interesting. You know, he's a guy who's often up in the past off the mound, grabbing the rosin, adjusting his hat, messing with his belt. Um, it didn't seem to bother him. Um, I that's one guy I wanted to see how this would affect him. I didn't hear him get interviewed, but he looked just fine. So that was a positive. Well, that's good. He didn't have all the antics that he normally does. I I haven't uh, I haven't seen that footage yet, but that is that's a story I'm gonna follow. It's gonna be nice, you know, for some batters that I you know like maybe a Tom Murphy or a Tommy Lestella. It'll get their bat at bats over quicker, you know. Instead of being a three minute bat, it might be a minute, minute and thirty, you know. So that'll be positive, and we can move on and move the lineup and. Julio will be up and then Ty France. So that might be a benefit. Some of our guys that aren't the greatest hitters, just move them along and on to the next guy. Um, what, well, here's what, here's what I wanted to find by Amish on. He says that the, sh the, the shot clock is Bush league at its finest. Just watch the batter lose the game because it took too long to get called strike three. The game is over. Could you imagine losing a game this year because Colton Wong, catching his breath in between pitches. So. I don't, I mean, I just, like I said earlier, I don't think the, uh, that's what they're looking for in the game. The umpires, unless, I mean, they don't want to be making that call at that point. They'll get it figured out. Uh, they'll, they'll, you know, give a hint to the uh, batter, but the umpires don't want to be involved in a call like that unless you're maybe Angel Hernandez or C.B. Buckner. They're a little bit of combative with the players. But other than that, I don't think the, um, the umpires want to decide a game like that. No, and I also can see this being a, a point in a game when it happens that you could get the huge yell like a false start at a football game. I could see that part or like just all of a sudden when – Somebody gets picked out, picked off, I should say, or thrown out on the opposing team. It can get the the stadium rocking. You know, so all of a sudden there's a snap decision out. You're out, you're out, or a balk in your favor. It gets it going. It gets the crowd going. Yeah. I mean, can we see the fans counting down on the clock too? Like, you know, Carl Malone used to do with free throws. I mean... There's all kinds of things that could have I mean, happened. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how Seattle does it, especially with the Mariners opening up at home against the Guardians on a night game. So there's going to be some drinkers. You know, it's a Thursday night game. Maybe some people calling in sick on uh, Friday, but that's a bit of ways. We got a lot of spring training ahead of us. Uh, this time of this recording, we've you know there's been four games, maybe five games. So. Uh, Anyways, we're going to be down there next week. Uh, we'll let you know. Uh, going to do a couple of live uh, on location recordings. Um, and I'm going to check out a lot of uh, Team USA and a lot of the Mariners. Uh, maybe check out Team Canada. We've got a couple uh, people of interest on that team. 
Um, but anyways, uh, thanks for listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast uh, right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting this podcast action from. Uh, also on YouTube, if you're watching this, what's up? This is our uh, test recording here before we move over to the other program. Anyways, thanks for liking, subscribing, and following, and also giving us those reviews, those five-star reviews. We like them five-tool baseball players on this podcast, but you know what we like more than that? five-star reviews ain't that right hanno yep thank you for them thanks for listening and with that said man hanno you know what time it is charge i think we just got in under that uh the time crunch <laughs>